the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. I just thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show today. I am so happy to be here with you. And I don't know about you, but for me right now, I am just feeling like things are moving at a very fast pace. But yet I feel like I'm going so slow. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying right now, but it just seems like the day just flies by and I have so much to get done. And I feel like I'm not accomplishing what I normally would in a day. And I'm working more hours and I go home and I just, I'm tired, really tired. And I I had to assess that and say, well, why is that? I mean, what has changed? What has changed in my life? And maybe you could do that, you know, ask yourself that question, too, of, you know, what's going on in your life that may be different? Um, of, of course, we've got the COVID situation going, and uh, it's not as easy to just live life the way we've been so accustomed to up until last year or the year before last. On a side note, yesterday was my granddaughter Montana's first birthday. And it was just um, Mark, my son in love, and my lovely daughter, and Montana, and myself. And they had to wait for me because I had an insurance issue that I had to deal with. And um, sometimes things just happen, and you've got to be flexible enough to fit it all in. But they waited for me, and the baby was hungry, and it was her first time of actually sitting in front of a cake. And uh, we decided on carrot cake, and that was great. And she's so clean that she does not like to have her fingers in anything, being sticky and whatnot. And, you know, uh, those mothers out there that, you know, you you have different children, and and all of them are different, aren't they? And this one is just Miss Clean Bee, and uh, she got her fingers in the icing a little bit, and we thought she'd lick her fingers and just really like it, and she was like, ew. You know, uh, you could just see what was going on inside her mind, like, ew, this is icky. And um, she didn't want anything to do with it. And so it was really funny to see how she responded. We were really hoping she'd just like dive in and get her face all messed up and get her clothes all messed up because it's fun to see that. But not our little Montana. That isn't how she rolls. Uh, maybe that'll change with time, but for right now, she's Miss Clean Bee. And it was just really fun to be with her. And the reason I bring this up is that we have to grab those moments. And in the grand scheme of things, what really matters? Now, I don't know, um, you know, everybody has their own journey, of course, and everybody is going through whatever they're going through. The good news is this God is right there with you, and you might not feel his presence right now because I've been where you're at, if that's how you feel. And later on, it was revealed to me as to why I was feeling the way I was feeling. I, I was feeling like, where are you right now, God? Where are you? 
And then when he made himself known or it became so real as to why he was not showing himself so so much right in front of me and I didn't feel his presence and I didn't understand what was going on during that time. Are you going through that right now? Hang in there. Just hang in there because, you know, the truth will come out and you'll understand more as time goes on. And watching that little granddaughter of mine and understanding that you know, us as parents, we want to do for our children and we want them to, um, you know, not hurt, right? We would just like to make everything rosy all the time. But God, he wants that too, but he also wants us to persevere. He wants us to to experience things because it toughens us, not in a bad way, not in a numbing sense, but it just really kind of, if you don't have lows, you're not going to really appreciate your highs. It's just like when I think about before last year and how we lived our lives. I mean, can you remember? I mean, a year has passed. And can you remember how it was before? Of course you can. You know, we could go to a restaurant. We could go out dancing. We could hug our friends and we could see our smiles. And we could just enjoy each other and even, you know, argue a little bit. And that'd be okay. But the struggles were different then than they are now. A lot of them. So the, the lesson today or, or what I want to talk about is, um, you know, each one of us, we're a leader in some way. There is somebody watching you. There's somebody watching how you respond to a certain situation. There's somebody watching how you speak, how you walk, how you eat, what you listen to. Just understand that you are leading, even if you don't realize you are, that your life matters And that when you make decisions, it doesn't just affect you. Your choices in this life affect those that are closest to you. Like who you date, what you do with your spare time, how you spend your money. All these things you think they're just a personal choice. and It doesn't matter because it only affects you. But that's not the truth about it. The truth is, is that what you do affects other people. And it can affect them either positively or negatively. And it also affects you positively or negatively. So I think the Lord really wants us to understand that, you know, our our, um, freedom came with a price. You know, our soldiers fought the wars to give us our freedom, freedom of speech. Just our freedoms. And God died, God gave his only son to die on the cross for our freedom, our freedom to choose him, our freedom to have his grace, to experience his grace, and to understand what life is really like when we follow him. So if each one of us is a leader, um, an article that was written by Rick Warren He talks about leaders showing vulnerability. I was on the insurance. I was on a phone call this morning with insurance, and I received a couple checks for some trucks that were broken into. And actually, I was shorted one check. So I called the insurance company, and I said, why did I only get this many when I should have? There was this many trucks that were affected. And the lady on the other end says, you know, it was an oversight on my part. I was not upset with her. 
I would have been really, I was upset when I was shorted on the check. But when I asked her and she said, it's totally my fault. And I just, it was an oversight because of, of the number of checks that I was dealing with. I just so appreciated her and liked her more just because she was vulnerable enough to say, you know, it was my fault. And the lesson there is, is as leaders and just as people that are, there's other people watching, don't you appreciate it when somebody owns their mistakes? Don't you appreciate it when somebody just says, you know, I really messed up there and I'm really sorry. I don't even know why I responded that way. I don't even know why I acted that way. I don't know why I did that. But I'm really sorry. There's something about that. And maybe you're the one that's pointing the fingers at somebody else, that it's always somebody else's fault. Have you ever been around somebody like that? Or maybe that's you. Ouch. But maybe that's you. Maybe you're the one where you're pointing the finger this way and there's three fingers pointing back at you. Maybe that's you. And and what the Lord wants us to understand is, is that vulnerability comes with realizing that you're not perfect and it's okay. And that if you make a mistake, he wants us to say, we made a mistake and ask for, you know, forgiveness. Isn't that what he wants us to do with him? The relationship we would have with him, he knows every hair on our head. He says it in the Bible. He knows every thought before we think it. So does he really need to hear you say, I'm sorry, or is it for our benefit? Is it for us to own up and just to be vulnerable? And I think that's the answer, is that he wants us to assume or, you know, accept the responsibility for our actions and maybe think twice before we make those actions. If they're going to go down the wrong road, if we're not going to follow his will and his word, then, then maybe he's just wanting us to realize he gave us freedom of choice, and that's a freedom but sometimes it's tough to choose right, isn't, isn't it? It's, it's just hard. If you're tuning in right now and it's your first time, I just want to welcome you to the Sue Free Show. I want to welcome you and I want to, you know, um, I don't know, welcome you into going to Sue Free's, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I'd really love it if you could connect with me. This conversation we're having right now is very one-sided. It's me talking to you, and hopefully the Lord's working through me, and his words are coming through my mouth, that it's not me, it's him through me. But I would really like to connect with you, and how we can do that is by you reaching out by going to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and connect with me. Tell me what's going on in your life. Tell me where you need prayer. If you need resources, let me know what you need. I don't know if I have the answer, and I, I don't know if I can help. But I, I most likely can find somebody that could help. So please reach out. And I'm the only one. I'm the only one that reads my my emails. So I welcome you to do that, and I, I hope you do. And I also hope you share this show with other people. Somebody else in your your circle of influence, maybe they need to hear or maybe they know somebody that needs to hear the messages that are on this show. This show's been going for 11 years now. I, 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 I just find that amazing, amazing, because we don't ever know where the Lord is really leading us. He's just telling us to be obedient. He's telling us to follow his lead. And when we do that, even when we're uncomfortable, because believe me, when I first started doing this, 
uh, it was not my area of expertise. That is for sure. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I really didn't. But I, I um, was taught by the best. Mr. Frank Pastore, he was the one that listened to me and came in, took time out of his busy schedule to come in and critique me and tell me what I needed to do differently. And he joked with me and he made it fun. And, uh, you know, it's just been progressively getting hopefully better since then. Um, you would be the judge of that. Uh, anyway, so the Sue Freeze Show, and we are syndicated. We go to San Diego. So thank you and welcome, San Diegans, for listening today. And it goes to Ventura on The Word, KDAR 98.3 FM in Ventura. And it also goes to, of course, KKLA, LA, Orange County, San Bernardino, Riverside, all those areas. All the way up to KUHL and even up further than that, Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, all of those areas, which is every area that E. coli termite pest control services. So not only that, it goes it goes all over the world because of the Internet. Uh, people can listen at their leisure whenever they want. And it's podcasted, so you can turn it on and listen while you drive or wherever and whenever you want. And you can look it up, all the different podcasts or the radio shows you can look up by subject matter. And I have guests on quite often, and I would invite you to come on the show. And how you would do that is by contacting me the same way and letting me know that you, and we all have stories, don't we? And those stories are very helpful for other people. And so I'd love to hear your story, and I'm sure the listeners would love to hear your story on how God has brought you through. It's really amazing, isn't it? I love it when I hear those stories because it really gives me, you know, inspiration and encouragement because we all need that. We all need that. So Rick Warren, great leaders, show vulnerability. We have spoken honestly with you and our hearts are open to you. That's Corinthians 611. Paul, who wrote about half of the New Testament, was one of the greatest leaders who ever lived. He's also a great example of vulnerability. In one of his letters, Paul said, We have spoken honestly with you, and our hearts are open to you. Having an open heart means being vulnerable in the way you talk, you act, you share, and you feel. To be an effective leader like Paul was, you need to learn to be vulnerable. Here are some practical steps you can take as a leader to become more vulnerable and authentic. Are you ready? We already talked about this a little bit. A true leader admits their frustrations. I have to tell you that I am really frustrated right now because business is not easy and business is not as usual, just like our relationships and our family life is not like usual. I'm going to babysit the baby so my, my little daughter and her, her new husband can go out on a date for Valentine's Day. And I'm excited, so Montana's going to be my Valentine. But the frustration is, is not being able to go do what we used to do and, and just, you know, enjoy life like we did before. And I am so looking forward to getting back to that, aren't you? When Paul was at one of his lowest moments, he didn't bottle it up and buck up. Instead, he spoke up about the hard time he was having, using words like crushed, overwhelmed, and even doomed. We saw how powerless we were to help ourselves, but that was good. For then we put everything into the hands of God. 
In being honest about his frustration, Paul emphasized God's power in his life. A true leader admits their faults and failures. Yep. There is nothing in us that allows us to claim that we are capable of doing this work. The capacity we have comes from God. Someone may be well-known, but if they can't admit their faults, then they're not really a leader. Everybody makes mistakes, even you, even me. Even Paul could admit that he was the worst of all sinners. You'll probably never hear a politician say that. But a great leader is transparent about their shortcomings. A true leader admits their fears and feelings. Paul writes to the Corinthians, I came to you in weakness and great fear and trembling so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. That's 1 Corinthians 2, 3 through 5 in the NIV version, if you'd like to look it up. Many people have a hard time sharing their feelings, especially their fears. If that's you, then you've got to move past it. You cannot be an authentic, spiritually mature leader when you're not open about your feelings. On a personal note from Sue Freeze is that, have you ever been with someone that is so emotional that it kind of pulls you in, pulls you down, and it really isn't beneficial? So there is this balancing line that we have to draw. And you have a boundary on your time and what you are capable of giving to somebody. And the best thing you can do in that situation, because I've been asked this before, is that just let the person know, hey, I really am interested and I care. I have about 15 minutes right now. And if I can hear you and I can help you, then I'll be happy to do that. But just understand that I only have 15 minutes right now and maybe we could gather later but right now I only have 15 minutes. That's a healthy boundary. And that's letting everybody know what you have available to you right now. And I think that's helpful because sometimes we just feel like it's kind of hard to cut somebody off in the middle of their pain. And I get that. And it is hard. But it's also hard when you've got, you know, as a leader, you're juggling a lot of things. So you just need to understand you need to have healthy boundaries so that you can stay healthy. Because if we don't take care of ourselves and become healthy ourselves, Kind of like when you're in the airplane and they say, you know, if the masks come down and you have a child next to you, you need to put the mask on yourself first. Why is that? Because if you don't give yourself oxygen first, you're not going to have anything for that baby because you're going to faint and not be able to take care of that baby. So that tells you right there that you need to take care of you and then you take care of others and be strong and healthy. Got to do that. There are four strengths in vulnerability from Rick Warren. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Your vulnerability is not a weakness. In fact, vulnerability is a strength. God can take your vulnerabilities and make you spiritually empowered, emotionally healed, relationally attractive, and formed for later leadership. Here's how. First, being open and honest with other people about your weaknesses is spiritually empowering because it opens the door to God's grace. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Did you hear that? It's giving you permission, isn't it? Grace is the power you need to change and break through your bad habits and weaknesses. Side note, last week I talked about the blind spots and I told you to reach out to family members and people that you love and that are safe to speak honestly to you. So I reached out when I left here and I called my sister Darcy. Hi, Darcy. 
And uh, I said to her, I said, Darcy, I said, <laughs> don't speak too fast. I want you to think about this, but could you please think about a blind spot that I have that you feel would be the most important one for me to work on, understanding I have more than one, and I know that. Um, she calls me this morning. She goes, I've been praying about it, and I've been thinking about it. It's been a whole week. And she goes, I'd like to meet with you on Saturday. Let's go shopping, and I'd like to talk to you. And I said, well, okay, you only have one, right? I mean, how long is this going to take? <laughs> you know. And she goes, no, I just want to have a reason to spend some time with you. And I said, okay, great. So I took action. I didn't just hear a message. I didn't speak a message and not take action. So what I am saying to you on the radio, I want you to know that I'm right along with you. I am working right alongside with you. And I'm going through this journey called life right along with you. And I want to hear your, your breakthroughs, your progress, or even your vulnerabilities, things that you're struggling with. Because we can learn from one another and we can build each other up. We could also, if we wanted to, we could tear people down. But really, that isn't what God wants us to do, is it? He wants us to be there for one another. He wants unity in America. He wants unity in this world. And we can help with that. My sister and I talked about the politics and what's going on right now. And what I told her, she goes, Sue, I remember what you said to me last week when I just felt like I was reaching my end. And I said, what did I say? And she says, you said to deal with what you can deal with. You know, focus on what you can do something about. Don't focus on the things that you can't do anything about. Focus on those things you can. I said, Darcy, that's how I'm getting through is I'm focusing on what I I, I have some control or power over, you know, and I'm making decisions that I can make. And she says, that was really good advice. And I said, thank you. I said, I heard you. Now I'm going to remember that too. And so, you know, together we become stronger in our weakness and our humbleness. We become stronger. And that's there for you and me and everyone, isn't it? (sighs) So vulnerability is also emotionally healing. Admit your faults to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And that's a scripture, James 5, 16. It says right there, if you want to just be forgiven, you don't need to confess your sin to anyone other than God. But if you want to be healed, you've got to share your weaknesses with somebody else. God has wired you in such a way that revealing your feeling is the beginning of healing. I'm a poet and didn't know it. But isn't that true? Revealing your feeling is the beginning of healing. How many times has that come true for you? Because it has for me for sure. Next, vulnerability is relationally attractive. The Bible says we all stumble in many ways. James 3, 2. James even included himself in that statement. When someone tells you that they mess up too, they become more relatable. Nobody wants to be married to or friends with a narcissist. But when you're vulnerable, when you admit your weaknesses and maybe even laugh at yourself, You draw people in. Being vulnerable doesn't just give you spiritual power. Help you heal, make you more attractive. It also is a requirement for leadership. If you can't be vulnerable, you're not a leader. You're just a boss. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. James 3.13 As you gain God's wisdom, you also become humbler. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up, James 4.10. 
God honors you, your humility and vulnerability and uses them to form you into a leader. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. Listen, we need people. We don't need just anybody. We need the right people. And we will train you if you need it. If you have the pest control and termite licenses, we really, really, really want to talk to you. But we will train. We'll get you through those tests so that you can have a new career and not a job. This is not a a six-month venture. This is not a year venture. We want people long-term. I have people that have been working with me. You know, I've got some that just started last week, but I've got people that have been with me 30 years. So we have quite a few offices and we have quite a few people, but we need more because we have so many customers, satisfied, happy customers, and we want to service more. And we're going to add some more services to our our, our current uh, ways of taking care of a customer. We've got other things that we're going to offer. And we have all these different methods, alternative treatment, non-chemical methods, along with the traditional like everybody else. So uh, whether you need the service, you haven't had an inspection in a while, or you're thinking you know somebody or maybe it's you and you want to start a new career, then we want to talk to you. Go to termitelady.com and fill out an application and then we'll have a phone call. And then who knows? God knows. And we'll see if it's a good fit for both of us. All right? 
So thank you so much. Learning to Breathe is a book that I wrote when I was in a horse accident and shattered my right leg. And I we did not know if I was going to be able to walk. We didn't know if I was going to have surgery and end up with a club foot. I'm a dancer, competitive dancer, and I got a lot of life left in me. So that was quite a few years ago. Had a metal plate, tin pans put in my leg. Had to learn how to walk. I truly had to learn how to walk all over again. Um, you know, you don't think about your walking because you learned it when you were a year or two years old. But to be the age I was and to think about rolling the foot and, you know, just the way we walk, I realized that I could be a victim or I could be get better every day. And I decided to tell myself I'm going to get better every day. And I did. I got better every day. And that's a decision we make with everything in our lives. We can say, what was me? Or we could say, I'm going to be better today. And what are you ta- What steps are you taking? What are you doing different today to be better today? And this show is about those steps. It's about thinking about a blind spot, thinking about being more vulnerable and, and admitting when you're wrong, um, giving forgiveness when somebody's not asked for it. It's those things. It's those things that you know we go through in life, and God teaches us. And it's a reminder to some. And some, it's new information. Either way, I'm just happy to be with you today, and I just feel very fortunate and humbled to be with you today. So I'm going to continue on with the Rick Warren um, article here. The Bible can really be countercultural, can't it? The world tells you to keep your guard up and not appear weak. But God says to boast in your weaknesses because they reveal his power and make you more dependent on him. Being dependent on God is not a crutch. Some people say, oh, the weak people are believers. You know, they need something. And no, it gives us empowerment. It gives us strength. And it's so nice to know we're doing things the right way. We're doing them the way God wants us to do. And it takes a lot of guesswork out of a lot of things. Will you let your guard down so that your weaknesses can point others to Jesus Christ? Will you? If you have a secret that you've been holding for a long time, understand that that secret could be somebody's healing. That secret could be your healing. It could be holding you back and imprisoning you from all that God has because you have this secret. And the secret haunts you in, in, your, in your own uh, quiet times. It's time to let that go. It's time to let God reveal his forgiveness over you. And wash you clean and white as snow. I remember that day that I received that. And the tears just flowed because I needed to hear that he loved me anyway and that I was worthy of what he had to offer. I was worthy of his love. And so are you. You are worthy of his love. He sent his son for you. And if you were the only one on the earth, he loved you that much. Man. That is so powerful when you really get that into your head and into your heart. It is so powerful. How does God's grace get you through? My purpose in writing is to encourage you and assure you that what you are experiencing is truly part of God's grace for you. Stand firm in his grace. That's 1 Peter 5.12. Stand firm in his grace. You'll face many pitfalls in the marathon of life. But regardless of what you go through, you can count on God's sustaining grace. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5.12, My purpose in writing is to encourage you and assure you 
that what you are experiencing right here, right now, is truly part of God's grace for you. Stand firm. I had to say that verse again because I thought you needed to hear it again. There are three times in life when it will be easy for you to stumble, to get cast off to the side of the race, and to not finish well. But in each of these situations, God's sustaining grace will get you through it. God's sustaining grace helps you keep standing when you're tempted. Temptation is the first thing that you, that can cause you to stumble. The Bible says God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Did you hear that? First Corinthians ten thirteen. if you want to look it up, God says, I will provide the sustaining grace to always give you a way to escape. That way of escape may mean turning the television channel. It may mean running out of the door. It may mean changing the way you're thinking, but God will provide a way to escape temptation. Number two, God's sustaining grace helps you keep standing when you're tired. Sometimes you're not tempted. Sometimes you're just tired. Life is often exhausting. It requires a lot of energy, especially when you're trying to do the right thing rather than the easy thing. That's kind of where I am right now. I'm so tired. I don't want to be tired. And you know what? This is so true because I'm trying my best to do the right thing. I'm trying to be that right leader. I'm trying to do the right thing. But where do you get the power to do the right thing when you're dead tired? I'm listening, Lord. It is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Second Corinthians 1, 21, 22. Having the Holy Spirit in your heart gives you the energy to do the things you can't do in your own power. Please, Holy Spirit, come here right now. Be with us right here, right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God's sustaining grace gives you the power to keep going when you're troubled. There are some hurts that all the wishing in the world won't make go away. Some things in life are unplanned, unrelenting, and undeserved, and they hurt the most. What do you do in those situations? You first stop doing the if-only game and instead focus on Christ and his sustaining power. Isaiah 41.10 says, don't worry because I am with you. Don't be afraid because I am your God. I will make you strong and will help you. I will support you with my right hand that saves you. That scripture was given to me last week in last week's show. 41.10. It was given to me last week. That's so funny that it's popping up right here right now again. So I don't know. Was it me or you that needed to hear that? Maybe both. (laughs) remember that you're never alone in life and never without hope. Whether you're tempted, tired, or troubled, you can count on God's sustaining grace to uphold you. Here's another one from Rick Warren. Are you ready? Grow so and go in faith. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. 
thankfulness. There's that word, thankfulness, gratefulness. Thankfulness, are we thinking about all the things that we're thankful for? That was last week's message. God wants you to focus on growing, sowing, and going in faith. First, God wants you to grow in faith. He doesn't want you to be a spiritual baby. The Bible says in Colossians 2, 7, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. God also wants you to sow in faith. He wants you to learn to become generous because you cannot become like Christ without becoming generous. The Bible says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Second Corinthians nine, six. This is the law of sowing and reaping. And it's true in every area of life. If you sow criticism, you're going to reap criticism. If you sow love, you'll reap love. If you sow kindness, you will reap kindness. And you always reap more than you sow. When you plant one corn kernel in the ground, you don't get one kernel back. You get a whole stock. You always get back more, positive or negative, of what you put out in life. Then God wants you to go in faith. Hebrews 11.8 It was by faith Abraham obeyed God's call to go into another place God promised to give him. He left his own country, not knowing where he was to go. That's faith, isn't it? To just pack up and just leave and not knowing exactly where and what to expect where you're going. Would you do that? Abraham was in his retirement phase, just about to hang it up and settle down. Then God said, no. Dust yourself off and get ready for the greatest journey of your life. When you live by faith, it involves going often to places you were never planning to go. That is so true. But how wonderful. Why is it so important for you to develop your faith? The Bible explains it over and over again. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6 let it be done for you according to your faith. Matthew 9:29. Anything that is not done in faith is sin. Romans 14:23. Everything God does in your life is done by his grace and through your faith. I interviewed a person yesterday and actually two people and I was talking to this person he was military and a young guy and I was talking to him about are you a good test taker? And uh, it's interesting because I have a couple guys working for me that they've taken the test numerous times. and We've spent time with them, uh, you know, grilling them on the questions and the answers and whatnot. And they they just went and took the test again. We have to wait uh, 30 days minimum to retake the test each time. And I really thought that they were studying. And again, they didn't pass. And I'm like, doggone it. I'm I'm so frustrated. And I was talking about um, how our compensation and how we have an opportunity at a cola to where you can move up the ladder and I can give you the rungs, you know, on this is what you do. And then this is how you, what you need to do in order to get to the next and the next and the next. And I said, the more you put into something, the more you get out of it. So that's at work. And it's the same concept as this biblical principle here of sowing and reaping is when you study for a test, you usually get a better grade. 
you know, you pass at a higher level because you put the time in. When you invest in relationships, your relationships hopefully grow deeper in understanding of one another. When you don't leave and walk out the door, but you stand firm there and say, look, this isn't going well. How can we, how can we get through this together? You know, I, I want to understand more about what's going on with you. And then the other person says, well, I want to understand more about how does this make you feel and what are you thinking and whatnot. But it, that's not easy, is it? It's not easy, especially if you're in the heat of the moment. And sometimes you have to take a break and take, you know, time out, go have a drink of water or get a little snack, you know, so you're, you've, you've got some food in your stomach so you don't have the hangry thing going on along with whatever else is going on. But relationships, we need to invest in our relationships. And, and if you think about this, this even applies to our relationship with God, doesn't it? The more time you spend, the more you get. The more time you spend in prayer and, and be still and know that I am God, the more time you spend in that quiet time, in that quiet place, is that you just, you sense more of his presence and you sense more of what he has for you and, and things will come to you in your mind. And, and it's like, wow, that was, wow, that was really interesting. Wow. Hmm. I think I'm going to act upon that. I better write that down so I don't forget. So I don't forget that. Right? But this sow and reap. My mother used to tell me, she goes, Susie, you're going to have decisions to make your whole entire life. And, and in your decisions, you're going to either reap the reward or suffer the consequences. And I think our children need to understand that too. We need to let them go through pain and hurt. And I started with my granddaughter and how, you know, we just want to make things easy for our children. But, but really, that perseverance that builds character, you know, going through some tough times or skinning our knee or getting a bee sting or, or whatever it is, you know, it's like we need to go through those trials and tribulations because when that tough storm comes, we're taught, we, we want to teach our children to, you know, train them up in the way they shall go and they will not depart from it. And we want them to be able to endure when we're not there to pick them up and brush them off and, and kiss their hurts goodbye. Our kids are going to grow up. Our children are going to grow up. So we need to train them and teach them how to endure and how to get through those tough times. We're not entitled to anything. We work for things. We have to work for what we get. My mom taught me that. I, you know, I was working very early on. I put myself through school. And I just, I did that. And I know that I'm better because I had to go through all that. I had to sell peanuts to go to camp where I found the Lord. My parents couldn't afford to send me to camp. But I learned how to go door to door and and tell people what it cost and what I was going to use the money for. And everybody was very supportive. Well, not everybody. Some doors slammed in my face. But most of the times, you know, it was, it was a good experience. And it taught me that I had some sales ability, too. So everything we go through in life is to teach us lessons. And the sowing and reaping is so important. So I think for me, with you right now, I'm going to say that sometimes life is uncomfortable Sometimes we're in decisions where we, we might know right from wrong. We might not know. But if we did know and the wrong is, seems easier at the moment, I guarantee you the consequences are not worth it and that, you know, the better road is the right one always. 
This is years of experience talking to you right now, but it's also the Lord. Because God gives us guidelines for our life, for living our life. And if we follow those guidelines, and I've fallen short, believe me, I've fallen short many times. And it says in the Bible that we all fall short of the glory of God. But his grace is still sufficient, and he forgives us. He wants us to ask for it. He wants us to realize the error of our ways. He wants us to understand that we did, and we are vulnerable to him. And we're vulnerable to one another. You know, I'm no better than anyone else. And we all have our life, what we're going through. And we don't know day to day, moment by moment. You do not know what that person next to you has gone through that day or that week or that year. The person driving next to you that maybe is being rude. Maybe they're really not being rude. Maybe they just lost somebody. Maybe they're frantically looking for a lost dog. I mean, who knows? Could be anything. So we just got to cut people some slack, I guess, and, and give grace. And there's another one, sowing and reaping. How much grace are you giving? Because it comes back so much more to you. I needed to hear these words. I don't know about you, but I needed to hear this for myself. And I'm hoping it's been helpful for you. Randy, I want to give you a shout-out. Darcy, shout-out. My mother-in-law. My mother-in-law is the best. I just love her so much. She's a straight talker, man. She just talks straight. And my sister-in-law, Leanne, who, who, who is with my mother-in-law all the time. I can't imagine not being able to say mother-in-law or father-in-law or son-in-love or my granddaughter. Uh, you know, this whole thing about not being able to say that. I just, I, I find that just so strange to me. It's kind of like, I don't know what to say. It's weird for me. Uh, you know, my daughter, she just had the gender reveal because she wanted to know if she's going to have a boy or a girl. And I just find that interesting that it's just, um, how's that going to work? I, I, it's just strange to me. So maybe somebody can shed some light on that for me, but I just, I find that very, very, very strange. So I share, very often I share the Jesus calling and join peace in his presence. We need peace, don't we? And we need to be in his presence. We do. So I'm going to read this because I have to tell you, those that are new are going to understand. I have not looked at this book. I, I don't know what this says. But it's very interesting because when I pray and I ask the Lord to reveal what we're going to talk about today, it's so amazing how... This matches up with the message. So seek my face more and more. You are really just beginning your journey of intimacy with me. See, even that. It is not an easy road, but it is a delightful and privileged way, a treasure hunt. I am the treasure and the glory of my presence glistens and shimmers along the way. Hardships are part of the journey, too. Did you hear that? Isn't that amazing? I meet them out every, ever so carefully in just the right dosage with a tenderness you can hardly imagine. Do not recoil from afflictions since they are among my most favored gifts. Trust me and don't be afraid for I am your strength and song. My heart says of you, seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. Second Corinthians 4, 7. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength. And my song, he has become my salvation. 
Isn't that so true? And isn't it so amazing how, how this is just so right on with the message? So I want to share with you a little bit about the SueFreeze.com website. There's been a lot of effort that has gone into that website. And I wanted to share with you the um, I am's. Now, the I am's is who God says you are. I have three pages, and those of you that are on Facebook Live with me right now, I have three pages that you can get on the Internet. Oh, she's got four pages here, but I think it's three. But anyway, and what this is is you can go on, and there's a second dial, and it's where you record your own voice. You pick the scriptures that really drives a message home to you. And you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how you do that is your your mind, your soul, hears your voice better than anybody else's voice. And so when you repeat these words at night, in the morning, you listen, 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 it will transform your mind. So um, here, here's some of them. A new creature. A new creature. So you say, I am a new creature. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I am blessed. I am holy and without blame before him in love. And it goes on and on. There are numerous of these. And if you read these every morning and every night, your life will change, I promise. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day and reap and sow. God bless. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.